0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. I would never have taken this job if I didn't believe in the importance of public service broadcasting, the importance of RTE for the audiences in Ireland. And we are providing. A huge amount of quality content I would urge people to carry on paying the licence fee. RT's Director General Kevin Backhurst speaking on his first day in that role. Fast forward one month and the Department of Arts and Media released figures last evening which revealed that over 5,000 fewer people paid their television licence fee this week when compared to the same period last year. This equates to a loss of almost €1 million Euro in a week for the state broadcaster. Meanwhile, work on a new register of interests is at an advanced stage, while engagement between RTE and the data protection officers is ongoing. For more on all of this, I'm joined by political reporter with the Irish Times, Jack Morgan jones Jack, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, this must be a shocking revelation to RTE. Shocking, but maybe not surprising.
1: Yes, I think that's the way to encapsulate it. Um, the RTE story and the scandal and the controversy over the, the hidden payments to, to Ryan Tuberty has slipped off the front pages since it felt like we were all subsisting on a diet of, of constant Tuberty during the during the days of June and July earlier on this year. But that doesn't mean that the story has gone away. And in fact, in some ways, you could argue it's become more serious for the broadcaster because it has grown, it has worsened, it has metastasized from a, a, a scandal around pay and disclosure to a wider arguably more systemic issue that is now facing the broadcaster and where you can see that issue breaking water and where you can see it becoming visible is in these figures that ourselves and others carry these figures which show that the number of people who are paying their license fee is dropping week on week month on month and it's adding up to a fairly significant problem for for RT. So as you said in the intro, 5,000 fewer people paying uh, this week than compared to the same period last year. Last year, there were 15,030 in the first week of August. um, And this week, there were uh, 9,361. Now, when you add all that up, um, the difference uh, equates to a, a, a loss of revenue overall of around nine hundred and seventy nine hundred and seven excuse me, nine hundred and seven thousand euros. Now some of that would go to the, the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, some of it would go to Onpost, but the vast majority of that loss Will accrue to rte and we know that rt has this particular structure this particular dual mandate both public service broadcasting and uh, operating as a commercial entity the commercial entity as i understand it the, the advertising revenue has by and large held up because the 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 um, audience numbers haven't dipped and as long as those those eyeballs are there uh advertisers are likely to pay to get their content in front of them where the dip is happening And where it may be reflective of a bigger problem, a a loss of confidence, a scepticism about the broadcaster more widely within the public is in these figures on the payment of the licensing fee. This week, obviously, I mean, nearly a million lost in revenue comes off the back of July, where you had 2.6, 2.7 million down compared on the same period last year. And I think that this crystallizes the issues facing the state, facing yeah. the station now, and makes it more pressing for government to address ultimately as well, I think.
0: About now, it. there has been a fall off in the numbers anyway, before any any of the, the scandals uh, broke. Um, Because when you look at the streamers, I mean, Disney Plus has announced overnight a, a big increase in its subscriptions. But when you look at Netflix, unless people have a dodgy box and they can get everything on their dodgy box, but you can't escape Netflix charges. You can't escape Disney Plus charges. You can't escape Apple and Amazon Prime and any other streaming service you subscribe to. But the license fee... You don't pay it and you keep your fingers crossed that on post won't come knocking on your door. It's easier to dodge than any of the streamers.
1: It's true it has a structural flaw. I mean you can you can roll the dice on this and and as you say if you get the knock on the door maybe maybe you're in maybe you're not maybe you can claim you don't have a television and maybe if you do go all the way to to court on it you'll get a sympathetic judge and and obviously there was that high profile intervention at the height of the the uh payments uh, controversy around uh, a judge who was hearing these cases and and was very sympathetic to those who had not paid their license fee and I think didn't find anyone who had turned up in court that day. And the broader point that you make is one that RTE themselves have been making now for for a period of years that the the TV license fee and the collection modalities around it are effectively uh, they're effectively antediluvian they're outdated they're, they're based on a, on, a, on a bygone world and that when you uh, pay for a, sub, uh, for a subscription for a streaming service it simply won't work if the credit card payment bounces or if the debit card yeah.
0: payment bounces And the bounces same by the, the way for uh, the, the satellite services yeah. and the cable services whether you get your Sky uh, streamed or whether you get your sky by satellite the same with virgin you get it uh, uh, via broadband um, they can cut you off
1: if you don't they can pay cut you off, and they will i mean you will you will not get access to that content unless you end up paying for the uh unless you pay for the for the for the, for the entrance fee uh for want of a better description and there is some the, the argument at length from RTE around how they can kind of right-size their business model and adapt it to this new reality? You know, is there a way which they can kind of use a, a device charge, which is something they've been pushing for for a long time? Is there a way that they can, you know, use the RT player to track who's signing in and perhaps then use that as a kind of Netflix or uh, 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 Amazon Prime or whatever it's called, <laughs> Disney Plus style equivalent, you know, where, where they're able to track who's watching and, and, and extrapolate fee payments from there, or Or can they effectively co-opt the coercive powers of the state and switch from on post uh, collecting the the, uh, the license fee to the revenue commissioners, which would be very hard to dodge at all. And that's something that the Department of Finance in particular has resisted ad nauseum for years now, basically because they don't think that the coercive power of the state should be co-opted by the national broadcaster, which is more of a principled argument. But RT would say, look, you know, principles be damned, we're, we're we're out on our feet here. And this is a situation that uh, has only been made worse by recent controversies.
0: Yeah. And the question, 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 of course, uh, of any new regime, if it becomes too political, the charge of political interference with RTE in any of its news gathering or reporting or RTE investigates, uh, if, suppose, a political scandal, there might be massive pressure from Leinster House to shut those kind of things down.
1: Yeah, I think that's something that runs deep in the relationship between the the political world and the world of of the national broadcaster, and I think it's a it's a, a checkered and, and and storied history between the two. And certainly, there have been instances down the years of you know the entire RT authority resigning in, in one go over uh, with the government and, and various other flare ups. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the charges is is, le- is leveled against RT frequently by uh, by opponents of the government and, and opponents of mainstream mm-hmm. politics. But in particular, that it is that it is a staple. Broadcast or a government broadcast, it is of course a national broadcaster. There is neither of those things, but uh, the 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 relationship between the two and the degree to which they loom large in each other's consciousness is is something that goes back years. Yeah, um,
0: it's become apparent that all of this was a self inflicted wound by RTE.
1: Yes, and uh, interestingly enough, actually there is a, a line in a, a mail that went out from. Um, from Kevin Backhurst, who you played a clip from at the top of the, uh, at the top of the call, he he made a uh, an email to staff yesterday, and he's talking about uh, you know how effectively in some ways. RT kind of brought this on itself and how he's bringing in corporate governance uh, advice in the form of uh, an expert called called Bob Semple, um, so that they will be able to effectively avoid making the mistakes uh, that they did in the past again. And I think that this is part of the both internal and external uh, repair job or job of running repairs, perhaps more accurately, that Kevin Backers has been tasked with and has tasked himself with. And you see him attempting to make progress down that track with interventions like this yesterday, where he talked about the moves. That have been made on on corporate governance and staff surveys and and, and a whole variety of interventions that he's attempting to make. Meanwhile, attempting to spin the other plates of of relations with the government and, and that big financial problem, which is looming up and becoming ever larger. We've talked about already.
0: Uh, the 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 fact that r t got it so wrong in terms of even its basic numbers, which it revealed uh, initially when the scandal started is is pretty shocking, and they still haven 't explained why they attributed one hundred and twenty thousand euro to Ryan Turerty that he never actually invoiced or got. Um, And they're delaying uh, the publication or somebody's delaying the publication of that report. Finally, Jack, the the, the question of um, a, a register of interests of RTE staff, now, whether it's just presenters or everyone who works in RTE at whatever level, whether they work in the canteen or work, you know. At reception, do they all have to say what they're interested in? Or if you're a, a DJ doing one hour a week on 2FM, do you have a register of interests against you?
1: well you see it 's not quite clear really how extensive this register of interest is going to be. This is something that emerged during those Aroctus uh, committee hearings earlier on this uh, this summer. This idea came from the political system that there should be a register of interest. I would imagine what they had in their head at the time was something that is broadly equivalent to the register of interest that Oroctus members have to have to disclose, which is obviously public and I think that there is a there's a kind of clear and obvious um, you know impulse there that if if a high profile person is in receipt of uh, a benefit from somebody outside of RTE. Uh, you know, a cash benefit or otherwise that you know that should be disclosed, and people should be able to, and audiences should be able to view their work and read their work through that lens, so to speak. Uh, the problem, I suppose, is when you start building something like this, register of interests, and start really drilling down into it, you hit those rather thornier and trickier problems. I mean, does this apply to the lunch lady in the RTE canteen as much as it does to the highest paid star? paid star, how does it? How does it run up against things? Or, or, like or that indeed,
0: if you're a, an editor of a program or a researcher on a program who might select particular guests with a particular you know view of the world, whether it's a financial view, you know, a left-wing view, a right wing view. You know, it becomes very tricky.
1: It becomes very quickly, and, and my own my own personal view is is the easiest way around this is is just not to allow for effectively any kind of non-public work for editorial staff, you know, I mean, it, 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 it should be at the very least extremely closely monitored. Um, and that's, that's what I think, the, the way around this is, because not only, you know, the management of conflicts of interest is not only important for broadcasters and journalists and, and, and stations themselves, but the perception of yeah. conflicts of interest is extremely important very for good. audiences and for credibility. For for I would argue all people working in editorial
0: function. Jack Horgan Jones, political reporter with the Irish Times. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.